Hi, James. Ben, how are you? Shocked, actually. Shocked? I am. I am. You know, I you know, I thought we were going to talk about Tesla, and you <laughs> informed me that you would rather talk about Taylor Swift. That, that's exactly what just happened before we click the record button. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, well, you are the only person that I talk to Taylor Swift about, and apparently, apparently, she's copying a little bit of flack for her decision to release. Uh, her latest music video only on Apple Music. And I I feel like, Ben, this is squarely in your wheelhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have uh, commented on the goings-on of of Miss Swift in the past. But I can actually claim truthfully that I didn't even know what you were talking about because um, I'm not nearly that plugged in. I don't don't have my notifications turned on for for either Taylor Swift or Apple Music. You got me. Unfortunately, unfortunately... We will have to we will have to go to our our, our plan B uh, for, for this podcast. So apologies, apologies to everyone expecting us to to address Taylor I'm Swift. I'm so disappointed. You know, there's the the truth is, you know, no one really cares about Tesla, um, which is which is decidedly untrue. Yes, they don't have the, fans either. It's insane, man. I mean, the the uh, I mean, there's obviously one thing in in an article can break through for any number of ways, uh. but um. But yeah, the uh, yesterday or Wednesday, I should say, was the second highest traffic day in the history of Chicago. Oh wow, awesome! Yeah, it was. I mean, it was totally. I didn't think anything of it. I just, I just, you know, wrote an article, and uh, yeah, it was. It was pretty. I mean, people, people care uh, passionately about this, and and as with any good thing, you got you got arguments on on both sides. Which this is one of the reasons I'm glad we have a podcast because, uh, you know. <laughs> You also get the people who have never read you before and come in. You know, they're well, they're not going to listen to the podcast probably, but um, there certainly Screw I think them. are some things to to clarify in what I was talking about. But but we all in due time, all in due time, we have an hour to to, to unwrap this. Very so good. so it, it would, uh, did you pre order a Model Three? <laughs> I did not pre order a Model Three. I am I'm proudly anti car. I I'm I'm not anti car. I'm anti car ownership. Um, I, I love cars. I love driving. It's just like when I peeled off all the jobs that I had to do, the last one left was a toy. And I, I expect that a Model 3 would be a fantastic toy. But given they start at $35,000 and by the time I would have specced one up to the level of, of toydom, I probably assuming I'm reaching closer to 60, it's, it's probably not a wise use of resources. You just need to make more money. Uh, so, uh, unfor- yeah, unfortunately, uh, Teslas uh, are not for sale here in Taiwan. The, uh, the although just a couple weeks ago, a a apparently they registered an a, an operating company or something in Taiwan. So there's hope. There's hope that maybe in, in the near future. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was you know the model. I guess this starts with with the Model Three watch. So Tesla obviously is. Famous for making electric cars, the the S ninety uh, or the Model S, I should say, mm. um, is is widely you know hailed as as uh, as a great car with with some problems, which we can, we can get into. But you know, has won Car of the Year on multiple multiple sites and, and all that sort of thing. And the the problem, of course, is that it starts at I believe that the cheapest model is is sixty nine thousand dollars, which is the model that nobody buys. Realistically, if you're going to spec it out to your point, uh, you're going to be well into the the ninety thousand to hundred thousand or more mm. sort of price range. So the Model Three obviously uh, is a big deal because uh, it starts at at well less than than half that price at, at allegedly at thirty five thousand dollars. It went on sale a week ago, and what was probably the most amazing thing is it went on sale in the morning. Uh, and only went on sale at Tesla dealerships. So I think the timeline is it went on sale at Tesla dealerships at like nine in the morning. Uh, in dealerships, I put in quotes. They're actually usually like stores and malls and things like that. Mm. So it went on sale at stores and malls at like nine in the morning. Then it went on sale online at like seven p.m. or something. These times are are, are approximate. I, I can remember the exact time. And then it was actually unveiled at eight thirty p.m. Uh, uh, Pacific time. So what's amazing is that one. Uh, hundreds of people around the world, hundreds of people per location. So thousands and thousands of people around the world lined up to per, to to put down a thousand dollars for this car. In a friend of mine was in Seattle. He got there at six forty five a.m. and he was the hundred and twenty third person wow. in line. Uh, number two, uh, 
before before the event, before anyone had seen what the car looked like, a hundred and fifteen thousand people had signed up, had had put down a thousand dollars for the car without ever having seen it. And now, as of uh, after three days, it was up to two hundred seventy six thousand miles. Musk promised an update after a week. I just looked at his Twitter account. I didn't see anything. Um, then again, you know he's always been a little loose with his with his dates. So uh, you know it, it, it's a it's it's a phenomenon. I think there's I don't think there's any yeah. other word to use. I, I would I would agree with this. They have they have managed to build up a level of fervor that um, doesn't happen very often. I mean, in the car world, I guess that that is pretty common for for that fervor around brands. But it tends to be uh, it doesn't tend to be as broad an audience as this now. Maybe maybe it has to do with fewer models, but uh, than, than say a BMW or a, or some of these other brands that inspire the same loyalty. But on this scale, it's um, but it, it's it's not it's not loyalty. Like it's something beyond loyalty because mm, the, all these the, all these fair. people, the vast majority of people that are winding up or signing up for the the Model Three don't have a Tesla to be loyal to. To they they are it, it's it's something they want, they aspire to. They've they people that have wanted a Model S. And have not been able to afford it, or they have models they want a second car, which I imagine is is is, is by definition is a smaller portion. Hmm. So it's something other than loyalty. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's the wrong word to use. It's it's uh, it it's fervor, and it's the kind. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to get into it. And this parallel, I think, is going to be is probably going to recur throughout the discussion. But it's a fervor that's typically reserved for Apple. Like this is the kind of thing you see. Uh, with Apple product launches, people getting up at insane hours of the morning or night or queuing up for days in order to get their name down for whatever it is that's coming out. Right. And I, I think what's interesting about the Apple thing, and that's why I, I use that comparison, and <laughs> I, I thought this was obvious in the article. This is one of the things that I was annoyed about. I'm not saying Tesla is as successful as Apple financially or even that they will be. Actually, there are very, very real and legitimate questions about whether or not Tesla can pull this off. Uh, but but on this specific point, this this sort of fervor point, and a fervor point not just among among technical people. I think you know one of the more – have you ever lined up for an Apple event? Uh Actually, I have not. Um, I've been on the other side of it, though. When I was working, I was working at Apple um, uh, uh, back in two thousand and nine uh, in the in the retail team. They put all hands on deck for the store launches, and so I was working in the Palo Alto store for the iPhone three GS launch, which was a pretty cool. So it was fun to be on the other side of it. But I lined up once. That was for the iPad two. Uh, it was generally winding up is against my philosophy in life, which is, which tends towards laziness. But I, I was flying to Taiwan that night. And so I, I either, it was either wind up or, or, or not have it. And what I found most interesting and, and is, was the, just the sort of people, again, this is by definition an anecdote, but there were not a bunch of geeks lined up, right? Mm. Like these were, these were normal people. And I, and you see this come through with Apple and you see this in, in Apple, the, you see it in Apple, the stock and you see it in Apple. I, I, I mean, I see this in, in people that follow me. Um, like there's a lot of people that care very passionately about Apple and don't really care at all about the, the rest of technology. Mm. Like they're, they're not tech fans who appreciate Apple for its place technology. They're Apple fans. And it, it, and it's a very, there's a very clear division. I mean, there's a lot of people that, that are tech people who like Apple. And, but there are a lot of people that just like Apple. And the sense I get, again, you know, is that there's a lot of this when it comes, when it comes to Tesla. People who are not necessarily car fans that love Tesla or electric fans that, that, happen, that also love, love Tesla, they are Tesla fans. And, and it's a very distinct kind of separate sort of sort of fandom yeah i i think the parallel is a very it's a very good one and it's i mean wouldn't you love to be i i mean i have some hypotheses and i'm sure you do too uh, wouldn't you love to be able to bottle whatever it is that you that you put into a brand that can inspire that kind of fervor um well that that that, that was kind of the point of the article it is is how what what was what's so interesting about 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 Tesla and you know as is the case and as is my want you know I start with most things from from a, a 
the perspective of disruption. And conveniently enough, there was, you know, the, this HBR article about how Tesla is not disruptive. Mm. And and the thing about the article, I mean, I was critical of the article, but the, my criticism was that it was exact was that it was exactly right. Right. It, it, it like. Tesla is not disruptive, not in the slightest bit disruptive. And as usual with articles that spread wide, people go, what are you talking about? Of course Tesla's disruptive. I'm like, no, disruptive has a specific meaning. So I, I had I had a lot of bane my head against the desk on, on on people not understanding what disruption means. And again, um, you know, it, oh, if only Professor Christian had chosen a, a different word. Um, it's like the word is so perfect yet so imperfect yeah, at the same time. Right. Um, but – it's not disruptive in the slightest. It is not coming in the low end. It is not like serving an underserved market, right? It is it is coming in at, at the high end. It's super duper expensive. It is serving a market that that is that is very well served, which is, you know, very rich people buying cars. Mm. And and so everything they're doing according to the disruption playbook is is wrong. And, you know, the, what I disagreed with in the article was was the um was the the uh, like they're basically said that Tesla, the only reason Tesla has succeeded to date is because the the incumbents haven't responded or, or haven't been incentivized to respond, which 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 that makes no sense. Like they're 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 peeling away lots of luxury buyers. I think everyone's mm. very incentivized to respond, yet yet they're yet they're not. And one, it's not for sure that they're going to see. Just to be super clear, and we should and we should get into the right. reasons why they might not. I agree, but. But but two, like I think the problem with this narrative, and they talk about like this these like these electric vehicles that are like basically souped up golf carts. The 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 problem with a low end approach, particularly in a consumer market, is you forego this this thing that you want to bottle. Yeah, and and the power, and I don't think you can underestimate what Tesla has gained in this. In this fuzzy, hard to quantify, mm, mm, mm. but absolutely real fervor, and you, and the reason they got that is because they came in from the top. I, I totally agree. I, I totally, totally agree. Um, the, the, I, I'm just, I'm thinking about the various ways in which, I, I, which we can take this, and I, I actually think that. The, the way that I would think about this, and uh, so your criticism of the HBR article in that the only reason that they've succeeded to date is because uh, the the other companies aren't incentivized to respond. I think that's an absolutely fair criticism. I think the interesting comparison to draw here is with the iPhone because uh, in, in the same way that something came in at the top with this fantastic experience, um, and so did so did the Roadster or the Model S. It's very it's very tempting to draw the comparison between the two, but there are t- there were two things at work with the iPhone, and so far as I can see, there's only one thing at work with Tesla right now. With the iPhone, they came in with this fantastic experience, but there was something. The timing was just perfect in t- in the fact that not only was this thing being launched with a fantastic experience, it was beginning the disruption of the personal computer as well. And those two things overlapped. And I think that's a big part of the reason why the iPhone has gone on to become one of the most successful products in the history of the world. I, I, the, the, I'm sorry, but I, yes, the, is the iPhone disrupting the personal computer? It is. Mm. But I, 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 I am frustrated when that comes up. Because to me, it's an attempt to force on the disruption. We've already had this conversation. It's an attempt to force on the disruption lens to something that was not necessarily a, 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 a that didn't succeed because of a disruptive product. I've I, like yes, the iPhone was a computer, but people weren't buying it to replace their computers. People were like right. in the very very long time over the arc of time. Yes, it is. It is. It is disrupting computers, or or more accurately, in much of the world, people just aren't buying computers at all. But 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 that's not why it succeeded on day one. Oh no! Were- but you you yourself said that when a day one, when you think back to the launches, it wasn't thousands of people lining up around the block. I I I, I agree with your point. What six what helped it succeed on day one is the same thing that's helping. Uh, Tesla succeed on day one now, which is the fantastic experience and the brand cachet and all the things that have bottled. But what caused it to go from a successful product to something that broke out of the stratosphere was the fact that there was this shift from personal computers to phones, and this was the best phone that you could buy. Now, where I struggle is 
what the equivalent of that thing that that second rocket lift is going to be for Tesla. I, I have no dispute that it is the equivalent in terms of fantastic experience, fantastic brand, fantastic product. But there isn't that same shift that's taking place, or at least not one that I can see in the foreseeable future that's going to take it from a, you know, they're competing with uh, people with Mercedes and BMW for rich people buying cars to something that everyone's thinking, oh my gosh, I got to get this because it's the next big thing. And it's an, it's, I'm not, I'm trying, I really, I, I really am not trying to force fit the, I, I feel I'm not trying to force fit the iPhone into disruption. I agree. It's not what caused it to take off at the start. So I, I actually I actually think you're to that end though, I think you're underestimating uh the 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 iPhone in some respects. Okay. And so I, I actually agree with you that the there's parallels between the iPhone and 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 Tesla, but there the difference is I actually argue are even greater than what you're saying. So it wasn't just that when the iPhone launched, it wasn't just that it was a great product with a great user experience and all those sorts of things mm. and, and an iconic brand and and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It, 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 the the issue is that from putting all that aside, if you just look at it from sort of a structural sort of basis, uh, and 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 I wrote this back, you know, this is the article I wrote after the the, the what Quaid Christian got, got got wrong about saying the iPhone would fail. It is I called it it was obsoletive, and what I mean by that is you if you look at what came before. The the phone was reduced to an app on the screen. So it, now, because it was a general purpose computer, so yes, the iPhone was a computer. We're, on that, we're we're agreed. But to me, the power of it being a computer was that it immediately made everything that came before uh, obsolete and and uninteresting, and made the premium of an iPhone one worth paying. Mm. To me, that's not disrupting the PC. That's just that's that's if anything the PC going down market and and wiping out everything else. Like to me, the iPhone is a computer. That's the entire point. And if you look at the history of computing, this sort of obsoletive trend is is one is one that is that is just as powerful, if not more, as as disruption. I mean, that's you you see what happened to the word processor or to the calculator or to any number of things where entire niches of devices and services were were obsoleted by a general purpose device. Yeah, I, I, point point well taken. I, I I think to say though that uh I I I want to I worry we're going to go down and recreate the recreate old arguments. Um, yeah, and I, which, yeah, which, which I, th- I thought I thought we were the same. Well, no, page no, 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 no. Well, I think we. Well, well, let's, let's go this direction. Let's go this direction. See, if this makes sense. So about why about why Tesla is not the iPhone. So so the problem I think for Tesla is that the the so what if we put it in a jobs to be done sort of framework mm-hmm. what made the iPhone so powerful is it was the same physical device as what we had before but it did infinitely more jobs. And it, and it was and especially with once the app store came along, like the, 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 what it could be because it was a general purpose computer, it could do any number of jobs. Whereas the devices we used to carry were single job devices, right? And so it it it, it obsoleted them. I think the problem for 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 Tesla is they're coming in against say a Mercedes or a Mercedes or whatever class it is, um, S class mm. or, or or BMW seven series, and they're. At the end of the day, doing the exact same job, like like they're not doing more, and 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 so th- that from the get go makes it very very different than the iPhone relative to to Nokia or BlackBerry. Yes, I I, I um uh, I agree with everything everything of what you've said. I uh, uh again I I don't want to get too deep into it. I I. I I think that the the fact that it obsoleted the phone was a critical part of its success, but I still do believe, and I, I don't think this is too uh, this is too out there that the iPhone was disruptive to the personal computer in the same way that the personal computer was disruptive to uh, mini computers, and mainframes were dis- uh, disrupted by mini computers. Like it's on that same trend. Now, I think again, the iPhone. Your point around the facts that it was a single, pur- like the previous thing, the single-purpose devices around 
the the calculator and around the 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 the, the, the dumb phone and around the uh, the digital camera all got uh, all got shrunk into a general purpose device. And I think it is the uh, it is all those things happening at once that is a big part of the reason why it's done as well as it has. And for the reasons that you just stated, that that. Uh, like I don't see anything being disrupted and anything being obsoleted to use the respective language. I don't understand where Tesla's going. So what they've built is they've built a fantastic brand, but this this fundamentally then becomes an execution play unless unless you think the cars are just a means to something else, which is, uh, I, I mean, it's interesting to think about the power stations or it's interesting to think about them building out the battery technology and what that enables. And if you start to think about it more as a power company and less as a car company, then it starts getting a little bit more interesting. Well, I, I mean, <clears throat> I, I guess I am a very easily interested person because, um, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've written that for several years now that it makes more sense to, to think about Tesla as a power company. Mm. But but I think there is still room. I think cars are are still interesting, and I think there there's still room to to explore and think about what, if anything, they they can they can bring to the table. Mm, sure. To to that end, I I think a what 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 I th- this aspect. I think it's so easy for to discount, for lack of a better word, brand like and and the power and importance of it. I mean, you you hear this all the time with Apple that oh, it's all just about marketing, blah blah blah, and it's annoying because uh, in some respects, it's it's kind of insulting to say that people are only buying an Apple device because of of marketing. But I think part of what makes it so annoying and irritating is there is a certain grain of truth in there, like th- there is an aspect of of to be an Apple device to be an iPhone is is to mean something. Weaving aside the the usability things and, and the apps and all that sorts of sort of stuff, it means something to to have an iPhone. And and as we've discussed, this is something that's magnified um, in 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 some countries in in the world even more so. Mm. And just because this is hard to understand and hard to measure and hard to get your finger on and hard to your point to bottle up and Mm. figure out how to create on your own does not mean it is not incredibly powerful and a very real thing that affects consumer behavior. Oh, I I could not agree with you more. I think, I think it's a fantastic point. And I think, I think it's, it's a, it's a testament to the fact that they've developed such phenomenal products that, as you mentioned, have, have a few problems, but on the whole are just, phenomenally executed and secondly there's a vision that this company stands for uh that it that has been encapsulated in the brand and it's it's spoken to by musk and his desire to make the world a better place and it's like we don't want cars like like we don't want cars driving around burning fossil fuels and doing all this damage and the way that i think he's managed to uh uh, to take both the f- phenomenal product execution and the performance of the product and and uh, and marry it with this this vision of the world that's incredibly progressive I think uh, I, I, I mean it's it's phenomenal it's a testament to him and I think it's a big part of the reason why the company's been so successful well for and for there's no question the mission plays a plays a part in it but but the 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 Chevrolet volt or the Nissan leaf or the soon to come out Chevrolet bolt, um, their naming is as bad as mine is. Uh, <laughs> is is like I, I, that's not enough. Like the the end of the day is that people. Um, you know, I think you see a lot of discussion about say, like there was a thing about the Model Three. Like, oh, just go buy a Chevy Bolt. People aren't aren't lining up for the Model Three because they want an electric car. Mm. And, and this is something that I think people really are not getting about Tesla. It like. And this is something that this is the the key point I was trying to make that was so insightful about about Musk's Musk's approach. Musk said very clearly in the in you know that he referenced it in the introduction the other day about about Tesla Motors master plan, <clears throat> and I'm going to quote from it here. This is because 
the overarching purpose of Tesla Motors and the reason I'm funding the company is to help expedite the move from a mine and burn hydrocarbon economy towards a solar electric economy, which I believe to be the primary but not exclusive sustainable solution. Critical to making that happen is an electric car without compromises, which is why the Tesla Roadster is designed to beat a gasoline sports car like a Porsche or Ferrari in a head-to-head showdown. Most people just kind of re- read over that, and, and they talk about the parts in the master plan in which Tesla is going to you know move down the learning curve, you know by by starting with very high priced cars where where you know rich people will basically pay for the funding and, and they'll use it to pay it forward that sort of stuff. All of which points, frankly, and we can get into this in a moment, don't really seem to have come true. And 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 I'm not sure it was realistic that they that they would come true. To me, the the key reason to start at the high end was right there. He said it. Critical to making that happen is electric car without compromises. The problem is that is that no one actually. There's no evidence that people actually want electric cars. Like people talk about it, but if you look at the sales numbers, every single electric car has wildly under coming under its targets. Uh, the, the like. It's something that people like to talk about, but no one actually wants to make it happen. And no one wants to actually get in the infrastructure, all that sort of stuff. Mm. What what people what, – what, what Musk figured out is that people do – he can create a scenario in which people want Teslas. And Teslas – happen to be electric cars yeah. and to no question electric is a key part of it. Like the, the whole, like it's very hard to create this sort of brand fervor without, without the mission component. Like people will like, cause there's a, an authenticity that mm. comes from that, that people will pick up on and no question. It was funny. You were describing that mission thing. I wasn't sure if you were talking about Apple or Tesla mm. until you said Musk. Mm. And, and that is, that, that is, and so there's that that creating of a fervor that's rooted in authenticity and is also rooted in just being really fucking awesome. Like like there's a reason why Apple has like talks about bringing about these machines and the freaking chamfered edges and like the beautiful design and all this sort of stuff because there's an aspect of of creating desire that that is a very real thing and tesla by creating these amazing vehicles that were beating the best cars in the world down a racetrack like that that it 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 created a sense about what it means to be a tesla to what it means to be a tesla is not to be a tree-hugging liberal Mm. who's telling you to eat your vegetables like he's saying no he's saying like you can have your you can have your cake and you can eat it too you can have the most kick-ass car in the world and oh by the way pat yourself on the back because you are saving the planet like 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 who wouldn't want that it's the order is so critical and i i think that's what everybody's yes that's that's the Exactly. It's, that's what I was driving at. And that's why that was my problem with the disruption article. It had the order all backwards. It it, it, it presumed that you wanted to start with saving the world and then you're gonna you're gonna ladder up to use my whoa. previous thing, you're gonna ladder up to, to this higher this higher thing. The problem is when you're dealing with something so intensely personal as a car, as something that is an expression of who you are. Like the whole reason the luxury car market exists, like a, a car does not a $100,000 car relative to a $30,000 car in day-to-day life when you're sitting in traffic and on the 101 doesn't really change things that much for you like but it what it changes is how you feel sitting in it what the way you perceive others perceiving you pulling up in it and for intensely personal things that say who you are. This matters for the phone you take out of your pocket and you put on the table. This matters for the car you get out of in the parking lot. You have to deliver on the, on, on, on the, on the status and the brand. I, I agree, but let's, let's pause here. Now, I have issues with that disruption article too, but I think it's worth disaggregating the two different angles that you're, that, that, that you're coming at it from and that article is coming at it from. You're coming at it from, from a, a very valuable and uh, a very valuable point of view around how do you create an authentic brand and what has explained the success in at least in terms of sales and people's fervor around the brand that Tesla's experienced. That article was not coming from that perspective. That article was coming from the perspective of from a business perspective, if you were going to try to build out electric vehicles what from a business model approach would make the most sense? Now, I, th- I have no argument with you about what you've just said about the brand. The standing question with Tesla is and remains, 
uh, from a business perspective, yeah, they've built this brand, but is that going to be enough for them to be successful in the long run? And I don't think that, despite all those pre-orders, I don't think that question has been answered yet. No, it, it hasn't. It hasn't been answered at all. I mean, the, the reality is is that is that um, I personally am very skeptical of Tesla, and unfortunately, I, it's one of those articles where now I'm painted as 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 a Tesla cheerleader when that's definitely not the case. I mean, the, the truth is there is not much evidence with the model. S that they're moving down the cost curve. Their gross margins are down, right? Uh, um, over over the last year, which they they attribute it to the introduction of, of like their dual motor design for all wheel drive, as well as the 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 S seventy, which moved the mix downwards. But the problem is if you if if your if your margins are 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 being pretty significantly impacted by introducing a variation on the car you already have like what what confidence is there that mm. you're going to introduce a completely new car and survive and not just that but their margins tesla reports their margins the way tech companies do which is like all that goes into them their, their gross margin their gross margin is is the cost of the car or the revenue from the car sold and the the cost of the goods and and uh you know the the labor to make it mm. uh the way it's usually costed in in cars is the R&D is included in the cost of goods sold, but Tesla is not doing that. So when they're reporting gross margins of you know 25% as they did uh, or 20% as they did in Q4 2015, that doesn't include R&D. For for the car that that for the S60 that, that is being sold, if you include that, their margins are negative. And, and I mean, if you think back to the iPhone at this point in its history, what were the margins on that? Right. Well, well, I, I'm not even going to go there because my point in the article was not to say that the Tesla is an iPhone product. My my point was to was to discuss this brand point only. And this is kind of my frustration is that people are are oh, no, it's not the iPhone. It's not even close to being the iPhone. It's not even remotely the same world as being in the iPhone. And understanding that is is interesting. But it also gets into the how do you go about how do you go about making making this market work and i guess the 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 question is so so the the hope for the model 3 is they're they're building this huge factory this you know gigafactory and the the biggest cost uh by far in, in these vehicles is, is their batteries which are basically a bunch of little batteries all wrapped together all wrapped together and you know the what what's, what's happening in some respects is so with the model s they basically learned how to build a car uh there was there was a, a good quote in in the last quarter earnings call where where Musk said Model S was really the first car we ever made ourselves, so we were designing to make it work as opposed to designing it for ease of manufacturing. Whereas the Model Three is really designed for ease of manufacturing, and this this is a real thing. I mean, this is something that you talk about in in like an operations class at business school. Like like the, do you what? There are different trade offs you make to make something that is meant to to be built at scale versus something that is just meant to get out get out the door and then those costs are very significant and they're significant in two ways one it just costs more to build because you built it kind of in a, in a clunkier way but two it doesn't scale well like it's not it's it's not a design that's meant to scale mm. and i think there is some degree of like that 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 makes sense in some respect remember the tesla didn't really build the roadster the roadster was was lotus body Right, and like actually, a lot of big part was built in Taiwan, um, and they actually moved production to the U.S. just to get tax credits. And so the, the Model S really is the first car they've built themselves. Mm. So there is some de- I, that that makes sense. But what that means though is I don't think they've moved down the cost curve that much yet. Like th- what I think they're doing with the Model Three, what I would liken it to, what is probably one of the most famous sort of business decisions. Was back in 1965 or so, I think. Um, Fairchild Semiconductor, the, the kind of precursor to Intel. Uh, Robert Noyce, who founded both companies, was was on stage at an industry conference, and basically uh, he didn't. He hardly told anyone, but he announced on stage that uh, from then on, Fairchild would sell integrated circuits for a dollar a piece. And uh, the problem was uh, most integrated circuits on the market cost like five or six dollars. Uh, Fair it cost Fairchild like three dollars to make them. So he was he was basically promising to lose a massive amount of money on every integrated circuit from that day forward. What he realized though, and 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 this is you know sort of become a a, a standard or a well known business strategy from that point on, mm. is that by selling it at the price that he anticipated it would cost in two to three years, he would one, uh, accelerate that time frame 
because the the volume would increase so rapidly that they would move down the, the learning curve that much faster. And two, in the meantime, he would basically take over the entire market because uh, and 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 that's exactly what happened. You come out a year or two later, Fairchild Semiconductor is dominant in integrated circuits. Mm. They're selling them mm. at a profit because they accelerated their their move down their move down the learning curve and and. To me, that that feels a bit like this 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 Model Three announcement. Yeah, I, I mean that makes sense. The question for Tesla and moving down this learning curve is, I mean, when it came to an integrated circuit built on silicon, the, the great advantage is the material costs are zero, right? Mm. It's made out of sand. Right. Um, they're they're dealing with uh, materials that have very real and and massive costs, and, and it's it's not. It, you don't just snap your fingers and move down the learning curve by, 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 by like there's a very real risk and bet hap, happening here. Yep. The, the question and the reason why it's not necessarily insane is um, one through this very impressive kind of show of strength of demand and the power of their brand. Uh, they are going to, be able to the stocks up a ton. They're going to be able to raise more money. They've you know most of their development has been either debt or raising re, reissuing stock. Mm. Uh, I would I would expect them to issue. They they say they're they say they they don't need to raise capital this year. I, I have trouble believing that. Um, but I think they will. But they're in a better place to do that now because you know there's other ways to there's ways to to raise money. I mean that's that's what the markets are for. And the the if they pull it off. If they do make this happen, if they do figure out a way to make make the the Model Three, and maybe it ends up costing forty two thousand dollars as at the base, and they'll probably like like the, one they'll be forgiven because of the the fervor, the like mm. mm-hmm. which is super powerful. Mm. But two, if they pull it off, like they are in a now they are selling a relatively affordable car. Yes, I know it's not affordable for the vast majority of people, but relative to the Model S, it is affordable. And they are bringing along the super powerful brand in a consumer market where we know it really matters. And it's not just a brand like a, like a Mercedes or or or, MD, or or BMW. I mean, it's it's a it's a movement. It's it's a, it's something that people who aren't car people care very deeply about Tesla, just like people who aren't tech people care deeply about Apple. And it's a, and and to to contrast that to the neighborhood electric vehicle thing, yes, from a from a working up through the low end and building up scale and, mm. and, and replacing sort of things, yes, in some respects that's a lower risk strategy. But I have very real questions that once you actually try to break into the consumer market in a meaningful way. If you can do that, because what are you bringing to the table? You're bringing to the table nothing other than one electric, which is not evidence people want, two and two low performance in a market that has traditionally demanded high performance, and three like a no name a no name brand. I'm just not even sure if that will succeed. And 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 the the the, the comparison I would draw is actually to a company like Xiaomi. Xiaomi is, you know, widely held as this iPhone challenger coming in the low end, super disruptive. You know, who knows how many articles were written about about how Xiaomi is disrupting Apple a lot. And the reality is that Xiaomi's uh, Xiaomi tried to go up market. They brought out this 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 much more high end phone. It costs more money, and the rea- the reality of the result is their average selling price has continued to plummet. It's down sixty dollars last year. They're they're fighting scrapping for market share that's not really valuable and their big innovation is a rice cooker i mean because you what they realize there's lots of issues with xiaomi um I, i actually which we can we can maybe get into but at the end of the day and you talk to people in china about this like there's no one wants no one who has the means wants to be seen with a xiaomi they want to be seen with an iphone like it matters it 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 does um, though I think there are probably case studies from within the automotive world that would suggest that what you're describing takes time to overcome, but is not insurmountable. Um, in, in what, what, the, what, what, like, uh, like Toyota, like when Toyota launched in the United States, it was considered a, to- like all these Asian manufacturers, when they launched their brands in the US, they're considered absolute, uh, toys. Like this is what you, you bought when you couldn't 
buy anything else. And you now have you now have brands like Lexus, which are manufactured in Japan by Toyota that that have that have successfully moved up market. And the Koreans are the same thing. Um, so I, I do think when it comes to the automotive space, th- these are surmountable problems. The other, the, other, the other risk I see, and I don't see it all as downside, but the other risk I see is I think one of the things I've enjoyed um, that, 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 well, that I've enjoyed you pushing on disruption the most is how it, it is probably more explanatory in B2B than B2C. But if the shift takes place around self-driving cars, then we automotive and transportation actually moves into a B2B rather than a B2C world. And you've spent all this money building up a brand um, and uh, it may not necessarily be as valuable in the future as it is right now. Right, that, which is exactly what I wrote yesterday um, in, in, in my follow-up. I mean, I think that's, the, the, I guess it's it's true and it's valid and, and we've already discussed the, you know, we're, we're both, I think, generally on the same page about the very, very long-term trends in the auto market. Uh, the I guess the, the main response I would have is, you know, I, I think I said this before, just because the iPhone was the future didn't mean Apple shouldn't have made the iPod in the meantime. Mm, totally. And, and you know, I, I this is going to be a long transition that's probably going to be generational. And in the meantime, uh, yes, I mean, in the long run, we're going to all be dead, right? If you wanted to, to Musk's point, if you wanted to accelerate this change and adoption, one, I'm not sure Tesla could do it any other way. And two, your 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 point about the Japanese automakers is is well made. The thing that concerns me most, and it's the point that you made in the follow up as well, is that the the brand um, the, the the brand. I would love to be seeing the brand result in the gross margins going the opposite direction. Like that's when that's and I, I I understand why it's not, but that's when you start to think, okay, all the decisions that you've made. And the decision to make the uh, to focus on the brand and to go from the top and go down all makes sense when you start to see the gross margins head in the opposite direction. But as they have gone down, it looks like it's it's gone more and more in the red. And I worry whether the brand is going to be enough to carry them as they go down market. Now, again, it might come up at forty two thousand dollars, and not a single person cancels their order, and everyone's so stoked to get one of these vehicles. It doesn't matter. It just it just I think you're right it, 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 uh, when you said that coming up is a lower risk strategy. Um, um, I, I, I guess we'll – I mean, there's no doubt they have a massive amount of momentum as a result of all these sales. There's no doubt that the brand is – all these things, you're absolutely right. But it's it's got to it's got to get to a point of sustainability at some point, right? To, to be fair to Tesla on the margins, and just this is just as a side note, in 2014, they actually did improve a lot. They went from 25% being the year to 31% by the end. So, so it, it, like it is totally – it's that's why it's hard. I said so much about the company is hard, right? One, mm. you never know when Musk is telling like the total truth, right? He's he's very oh, he can be a little hand wavy, um, like a certain <laughs> other executive yeah. that, that we are fond of. And you, you know they introduced the Model X last year, and so like there are justifiable reasons for this, you know. But that said, we you would love to see a, a more extreme improvement, um, mm. to, to, to say the least. The one thing I would say about risk though is remember there's there's two kinds there's two kinds of of risk. Mm. There's not just downside risk, in which case, you know, kind of coming up to the bottom, making these neighborhood electric vehicles, much lower downside risk. Like Tesla right now is huge downside risk. Mm. Like the company really could run out of cash and be out of business in the next year or two. Like it's 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 not at all out of the realm of possibility. Uh, again, I think they would at worst manage to, you know, they. I, I think they're they're strong enough that they could raise capital, you know, as needed, but. There's upside risk too, which mm. is the upside risk of Tesla, and I'm using risk in kind of a very weird way here, mm. though, is also very extreme in that if they can pull this off, if they can actually ship the Model 3 at a price around what they said, and it'll probably be late, but within a year or two of when they said, like we're talking about a, a car on the market that's getting scale that 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 has an interesting network effect particularly with their their super their supercharging stations mm-hmm. where the more cars on the road the more charging stations are going to be developed the more value is going to accrue to any one car uh, like there is massive upside here and then 
to your point at the beginning and, and one that I've certainly made as well, you get into what's the what's the key component to make solar a truly viable energy source. Yeah. It's storing it, right? And now they're building this battery factory. Like if they can like if they can do it, like the the, the potential is massive. And then you layer on, you layer on that that like like Apple, like like any com- you know great great company, there is this mission component on top mm-hmm. of it, you know, which tilts tilts your risk assessment maybe one way or the other. Maybe not so comforting for investors, but but certainly influences the way the way Musk approaches it. I and was, uh, no, no, no. I think that's I think that's fair. I I was uh, so I'm I, I I feel I've probably been playing a little bit of a bear to your bull on this, but I was also spending some time trying to think about what the bull case might be, and um, I know we divided up the world in the future of transportation into with, with particularly with autonomous cars into whether they're owned or whether they are owned by individual consumers or owned by uh owned by um like a, an uber or a fleet of the of the their elk one of the things that uh, that i started to think about is if you get the self-driving stuff to a point where it's pretty good you could start to take out uh close to medium range airlines uh, or, or at least airline trips um, I, I I mean I don't know like going from going from San Francisco to Los Angeles by the time you get from uh, you get from your house to the airport board the plane, take the flight, get to where you want to go versus uh, if you have one of these things that's self-driving, the seats become more reclining. There are some really interesting designs for how these things start to look in the future when potentially you don't even need a steering wheel. Like the amount of time it takes, you could... I, I was trying to look for the equivalent of what happened with the iPhone or looking for the equivalent of them sucking the like sucking the money out of another market that exists right now. And I, I could see that start to happen. Um, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like you, you're like what, like what? And yes, I, I, I agree that the iPhone disrupted the PC and the potential for the smartphone market is far mm. greater than it was for, for was for PCs. Mm. But, but I guess my point is like, that's a, interesting observation to make but i don't think that is what fueled the iphone i think the even if even if that would never have happened the iphone would have still been a phenomenal business mm. and and i guess that's the same thing i would say here yes it's interesting to think about what autonomous cars and and this sort of thing means for tesla but i think there's a plenty f- great enough market for tesla just in the existing just in the existing car market you know what I mean? Like, like it's it's fun, and we could sit here and theorize about what might happen to the future future of transportation and travel. And I think it's that's very pertinent, particularly in the in, in the case of Uber. But well, like Tesla is a real company making real cars right now, and I think there is a real opportunity to sell a whole bunch of them within the existing framework. And 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 then we'll figure out the future when we get there. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I agree. Um, this is this is fundamentally though then a conversation about dividing up the pie amongst all the other um, all the other c- car manufacturers. Now you think about the iPhone and the number of smartphones sold when the iPhone came along versus the number that are now sold now. No, no, no! Don't don't limit don't limit it to smartphones. Look at the number of phones sold. Like at like at the end of the day, the iPhone, no one's carrying around a dumb phone and a smartphone. Yep. Like there is just the phone category. Right. And so, yes, you could look at, oh, the smartphone category is very small and nascent and look at how the iPhone is going to grow it. But the fact of the matter is the iPhone was competing in a zero-sum game with the phones already in people's pockets. And it and, and, it, and it crushed them. And I guess like, yes, naturally – in general, you want to be in a business that's greenfield, where you, right. where it's a, it's a growth area. It's a much easier way to compete. To compete in another area where you are to the again, I agreed with 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 the HBR article we're talking about, where you're competing with incumbents who are heavily incentivized to fight you because you are replacing their sales. That's a much harder road to travel. But I guess like it can be traveled. I would the iPhone did travel it. Uh, again, if you look at it as the phone market, not just the smartphone market, and and you could make the same thing about, about Tesla. If you frame it as the electric car market, oh, massive opportunity! But 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 no one does that because the fact of the matter is we only have one car. 
Yeah, no, that's that's fair, but I don't see a path. So, so I'll grant you everything you just said about phones. Like, let's not talk about it, smartphones, dumb phones. Let's just talk about it in terms of phones. I guess what I then want to look for is some path to a a single manufacturer doing something so unique that it it uh that it has something that that basically allows it to completely dominate the category. Now, that's what Apple had. It, it, it transitioned the category from dumb phones to smartphones. Now, I'm struggling to find some equivalent for Tesla other than it's got a fantastic brand. Well, it, I, well, well the, from a functionality perspective, it's, it's electric. I mean, that's – and the Tesla but, network – but oh, sorry, you you we discussed this earlier. Nobody buys the car just because it's electric. They're well, buying they're, it because of the performance of the car, and they 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 might buy it because of the brand, but they're not buying it fundamentally because it's electric. That's not it's not the the equivalent of what Apple had with the iPhone in the massive increase in function step change increase in functionality of the device, going from a dumb phone to a smartphone. No, I uh, agree, agree, and I, I'm not, I, and I, I made that that was my. I open with that saying like yep. there's real like there are which is annoying because people are saying I was saying it's like the iPhone like there are real differences in in this market. Mm. That said, just like people are buying Teslas because they're electric. My point is that being electric is not a reason enough for people to buy a new car. But 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 the fact that Tesla is electric is one of the many things that go into what it means to be a Tesla. Mm. Like it's high performance and it's electric and you're changing the world and it's cool. And like, there's, there's this aura about it and you get this neat app and they have, and they're doing these autonomous driving things. Oh, isn't this neat? Let me show this off to my friends and family. And, uh, and, and, oh, there's ludicrous mode and no, I didn't pay for it, but I could have, like, it was the option that was there, you know, like, oh, and I, I walked in, I bought it online. I didn't go to a dealership. Like all these things go into what it means to be a Tesla mm. and, and, and electric is very much a part of that. And, and, and so I'm not, I'm not dismissing that. I'm just saying it's not, it's, it's, it's necessary, but not sufficient right. you know, to, to, Granted. To, to, to use the phrase. And I guess my point is for Tesla to be a success, they, they don't need to, to, to storm the market. Like, like they, they just need to like, <laughs> they just need to fulfill their pre-orders. Like if if Tesla fulfills their pre-orders, they are an unqualified massive success. Like it, it, which which and we can figure out where they go from there. But like, I, I guess I, I don't. I mean, they don't need to like be sell every car in the industry. You know, to 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 to, to it's a different industry. It's just a, a different dynamics at play. I guess. Yeah. No. Granted. Granted. I, I'm. I. Uh, uh, granted, and and the fact that they've been—I I mean, again—I don't want to come across as this bear. Um, oh, and I, I and I, frankly, I don't want to come across as a bull either. Yeah, I, I, it's the it's the challenge of, and I'm not trying to paint you as having compared it to the iPhone entirely, but when you anchor on something like the iPhone to begin something like that, and that's what I was I was trying to stretch what they're doing to to something that will have the unmitigated. Uh, uh, I, I mean, it's fair to say that they'll have the impact on the market, but not the financial impact, I guess. The iPhone is the most successful product in the history of everything. Mm. So, I mean, nothing is going to survive that comparison, for one. For two, uh, I will – let's back up. I will, mm. I will accept your premise that all they have is brand. Mm. That's kind of my point. Like that, that's super unbelievably valuable. And, and – the natural inclination for everyone, including me, is, is to step back and say all they have is brand. But if you back up, I just don't. Th I just think that that is seriously underestimated. <clears throat> At the end of the day, I mean, I talk a lot about advertising and mm. particularly about brand advertising, and and like it's because. I think even the slightest bit of affinity for a brand translates into real dollars and cents in a meaningful way. And that's why I'm so bullish about companies like Facebook and I'm bullish about Snapchat is at the end of the day, it derives from my, from my belief in the power of brand and branding and advertising and that sort of thing. And it's funny, I think I saw a review about, about uh, Exponent that, that my, quote, love of advertising makes them want to throw up. Uh, it's, not, it's not that I love advertising. It's that I believe it works. And as a business analyst, it behooves me to take it seriously. And what, what, what's, what's the thing about Apple and 
again, I don't think Apple created this with advertising. I think the advertising is is a part of it, but mm-hmm. Apple created this and anyone who's written about tech knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like there is <laughs> I'm sorry, but Apple fans are on a completely other level for good and bad when, when it comes to anything anything about their company. Like there, there is a – you cannot underestimate the power of the, of the Apple brand in they can make mistakes. They can, they can create new product categories. They can do all sorts of things, and they can succeed not just because, but you're wrong if you don't say a, a, a fair extent of because of the brand and the brand is not built on advertising. I guess that's what makes me so, so annoyed about mm, these people. Oh, the totally. brand, the brand is built on, on a mission that we're, we're here to make the best products. It, it's, it's built on fulfilling the brand's promise consistently over time. It's built on being a part of people's lives in their most intimate moments. It, it, it's a part of, it's a part of not letting people letting people down, but that, that letting people down goes both ways. You, you, you both get more grace when you do screw up, as long as as long as in the long run you you, you kind of pay it off. And if anything, the real danger to Tesla is not that they go bankrupt trying to build this car. Uh, the the real danger is is that the car ends up being so late or so much more expensive or has so many problems that they shatter the brand promise of Tesla and that people like, like that's what they, that's what they like. It's so powerful. If you lose it, it's devastating, but like, and all that goes into it, the, the, the mission that we want to change the world. We want to move the world off of, off of hydrocarbons. We, like we're selling electric cars. We're building this gigafactory. I got this amazing letter, uh, from someone after the article who's basically, um, is, is, is kind of the sort of person I'm talking about. And his, his perspective was interesting where basically, uh, he was going on and on about, about how he and his family and for generations have only bought American cars and it meant something to him to buy an American car and that manufacturing be in the U S and, and how he felt so burned by the fact that like Ford, he's talking about Ford building a factory in Mexico and, and how the quality had, had on American cars had decreased so much. And he, and he felt taken advantage of, he's like, we were buying these, we were buying these because it, it like it, it meant something and they took advantage of us and, and and just built crap and then they shipped it out anyway. And he was saying like the reason why he is so supportive of Tesla and is so excited about this and put in order. He's like, I don't care about electric at all. He's like, I don't, he might've been a global change, a climate change skeptic. I don't even remember. Um, but, but he's like the fact that they're committed to, building the U S and they, and they have a factory in Fremont and they're doing that sort of stuff. And again, like that's the, the point is that doesn't resonate for everyone. It didn't even occur to me, frankly, because I've been happily buying Japanese cars basically my whole mm. life, but that's the power. Like that, that's a true brand. And, and Tesla through all these different angles is tapping into that in a very meaningful way. And I'm just not, the fact matter is, if you look at it objectively, you should not bet on Tesla. Like the odds are very much against them. the 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 cost curve on batteries is not the cost curve on silicon. Like the, like there is no Moore's law for batteries. Like it, it's a chemical reaction and it's fundamentally limited. No one has gotten a, a, a really true breakthrough. They're building this factory. I suspect with no idea if they're going to ever actually going to pull it off. But they made it this far. Yeah. Look, I. I- I don't want to be a skeptic with you on any of those things because what you describe he's doing is talking to me. What they're doing is talking to me. I I believe it. I, I, I like uh, the the like it's it's. I think it speaks to to me. It speaks to it speaks to a lot of the people who are probably listening. Um, I guess what I want to push on. And I think it's the point that you were pushing on too at the end of what you just said is that this is a phenomenal case study in building a brand. I don't think like it needs to manifest in the financial results and there's this operational piece that is still a big question mark. 
And that that's where that's where I'm worried. It's like, yes, you're absolutely right. They've done all these incredible things. Very few people have been able to build a brand like this. But but the point is, I, I like I don't think like I, I don't think these things are happening in isolation though. They can and hopefully are designing the Model Three and and the Gigafactory, all this sort of stuff to be able to start with a guarantee of a certain level of scale. Like you you can make. You can optimize different things. You can make decisions because you have that built-in one. Two, the fact that you can um, you can raise money probably at a rate that's better than you deserve, or you can sell your yep. stock. Yes. Uh, you can issue stock at a much higher price than is justified by your financial results. Like that comes back. That comes back. Like the a brand pays off in in lots of different ways, mm-hmm. and. And that's why it gets back to this: how do you how do you pierce in how do you pierce this market? How do you succeed in selling a again relatively affordable electric car? Yes, I'm not denying the the coming up to the bottom, but I'm also not prepared to deny the coming down from the top either. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I, I th- that's entirely fair. I guess the quest like. Uh, one of the things that I appreciated about walking out of Clay's class was I uh, I had a set of theories um, from which to look out on the world and make decisions as a general manager. And I guess the question I would ask you that if you had this mission of going out there and converting the world's transportation from combustion to electric, which way would you do it? I do it the Tesla way, uh-huh. because and because he made he he's made electric cool, and that sounds stupid, but the the entire conversation around electric cars has been fundamentally shifted by Tesla, and it's and it's shifted not because they made an electric car, it's because they made a car that kicked the ass of all the cars that came before it. You're right. I, I mean, that's totally fair. Because I was my follow up question was. Um, what happens if it goes bankrupt? What would be the impact? And I was like, well, you lose Tesla, but I bet you, and now all the other car manufacturers would be willing to say, okay, this is a real thing. There's a possibility that I do it. So yeah, I, that, I guess that, that's, that, that, well, that's That's the benefit of being mission-driven, right? You can still right. claim victory even in defeat. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's fair. All right. Well, um, I think uh, uh, we can both simultaneously claim victory in defeat and defeat in victory. Um, <laughs> And, and leave it to the listeners to to determine which way which which way it goes. I, I, it's 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 the, there's a reason I, I I'm three years into trajectory now and I haven't written about Tesla on the I've written about them in the Daily Update. You know I think you know, we 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 touched on it, but I think you know the company. If you think about the company as a as a as an electric company, and that to use the framework top before that they're using cars to kind of scale mm, up and and, right. and create a market like you could you could conceive of them like where amazon where the, the where the e-commerce store is the first and best customer for aws first and best mm. customer for the logistics thing, right. first best customer exactly. for the fulfillment network that tesla the cars are the first and best customer for their batteries and their batteries are the first and best complement to solar city's panels like there there's a you can look at this more holistically and, mm. and see something there. But at the end of the day, like you're right, they need to actually succeed in making cars. And, and it, it this is the, I just said, this is the reason I, I haven't written about it because if you put on your objective hat and look at the numbers in a spreadsheet, frankly, there's a lot of evidence against them. And there's a lot of reason to doubt them, but, if you look at the numbers objectively and put them in a spreadsheet and you have to come back to it, there's a lot of reasons to doubt Apple. There's a lot of reasons to doubt that they would come back from bank. Like why did Apple survive that death period? Because even then, even after years of neglect, like they had a devoted fan base and fan base in the true possible sense of, of the term that loved the company and would stand by them no matter what. And like, you just can't underestimate the power of that. And that's why, like, I, again, like, I wrote this article and it's been passed around like crazy. And now people think I'm I, I, I'm a bull. I'm still very conflicted, but I am at the end of the day deeply impressed at at mm. this brand. One, two, I think branding it in branding the best possible word, not 
plastering a bunch of commercials, but one that is rooted in authentic in, in, in the company and its mission, that sort of thing, is so powerful that I'm loath to 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 bet against that. It's it's so sad how somehow that word has got this terrible connotation as as if to say this is some superficial thing that doesn't mean anything because when you peel back what it takes to really build a brand not brand advertising but to build a brand to like speak to something higher to live up to that promise to deliver on it like consistently that that, that is i mean it is it is one of the most fundamental parts about building a company and that relationship you have with a customer. And I share your frustration with the way that people just, uh, you know, poo-poo it like it's it means nothing. Because when you do it right, it, 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 you're, you're absolutely right. And you'll get no argument from me that it is, it, is, um, uh, it is one of the most valuable things you can have and it will allow, it will forgive you a lot of sins but it won't forgive you the sin that they actually still have to be operationally successful. They still have to take, yeah, you've got this fantastic brand. Now take it and turn it into some some positive numbers. Make this thing sustainable. It's still got to fly. It won't let you borrow and, and, and beg for finances for the end of time. You've actually got to turn this into a profitable thing. Yeah, I don't think, um, I don't think anyone would, would dispute that. So- but- yeah, no, I don't think so either. It just seems to be that the reality distortion field that that Musk has built and with these cars has come out, like people aren't looking at that side. They're, they're not trying to look at that. It's like, look over to the left, don't look over to the right, you know? Yeah, Tesla's one of the most shorted st- stocks in the in the entire market. Mm. I th- there's, okay. there's lots of people looking at it. Okay. All right, uh, sounds good. Well, we will uh, I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, mate. Have a good one. Yeah, bye-bye.